welcome to How We Win, the official podcast of The Persistence. Action is the best antidote for anxiety, and we can all make a difference right now. After a break last week, we are still celebrating our win in Ohio's special election, but are also mourning the terrible tragedy in Maui. And, of course, Trump has been handed indictment number four, this time bringing 18 of his friends with him in a historic RICO case. I'm Steve Pearson. And I'm Jessica Craven. And And this this is is How We Win. Win. Jessica, welcome back from your vacay in... uh, well, Nova Scotia and New York and where else? I'm not sure. Where, yeah. where did you go? Nova How Scotia, was it? Nova Scotia, New York. I drove through Maine and New mm. Hampshire twice. Uh, it was a lot of driving. I dropped my kid off at summer camp in Maine and drove back to New York, then back to Maine, then up to Nova Scotia. Is crazy. But it was wonderful. Thank you. Nova Scotia is a place I've been going for uh, 25 years every summer and... It's gorgeous. It's gotten warmer there, a little warmer every summer over the years. Uh, so it was a bit warmer mm. there than we were used to, but very, very nice. And they've had a tough summer, of course, with uh, fire and then flood. Yeah. Um, and it's been tough, So, but really good. Thank you. Well, for obviously, How- those fires uh, made a big impact on, uh, on North America, the, the back east, the, the smoke. What was it like up there? They're still feeling the residual yeah. effects of it? or. So the fires were done, and then there had been this massive, massive rain. And that was really what, um, you know, they talked about the most because it was more recent. Uh, They said, uh, you know, at the small sort of camping area that my uncle runs up there, um, you know, they said that a lot of the employees had lost, you know, houses or had houses sort of, you know, wrecked by the water. Uh, People had died, including children uh, in the flash flooding. And, uh, you know, just it it was very, very bad. Roads were washed out. A portion of one of their major uh, highways was washed out. Um, They just kept saying the locals just kept saying it was bad. Like Mm. it was very, very bad. And Nova Scotia, you know, they're used to some weather. Um, But uh, they just really seem to have had a terrible experience with it. And uh, and even the little we, we go to a beach that's got a little pond uh, off behind it that's got a lovely sandy beach about 50 feet wide and uh, we went down to the pond and it was the beach was gone the, the, there was so much extra water in the pond I mean we really were just flabbergasted it was a massive change and wow. this was weeks later um, yeah the the whole pond had just increased it looked like it was you know a third again as big as it had been before they all it was a lot of water it was a ton of water and it's sobering for everybody everywhere that I talk to well, we're seeing, you know, these extreme weather events and climate-related tragedies all over the globe. Um, you know, July being the hottest month in human history, human recorded history. We're on track for uh, yet again the hottest summer in recorded history. And, um, of course, just the tragedy in Maui right now is so unspeakable and um just, you know, thinking about everyone who's affected by it. I know um have some friends who uh, who live there who have lost everything. One of my daughter's mm. classmates uh, is from Maui, and they lost their whole home, just wiped out. Um, and, uh, and so uh, we're going to talk a little bit later about some um, places where you can donate and, and, and help out and, and make an impact. It's good to see... Um, 
Biden's leadership on this, you know, rooted in heart and compassion and not grandstanding, yeah. you know, it's, but, um, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's good. I mean, it doesn't fix anything in the near term, but, you know, thank God we have a president who is at least acknowledging the reality of climate change and trying to do something about it. I mean, thank God, really, like, the despair that I feel at every one of these events can be just a slightly mitigated by the fact that at least we are trying to start dealing with this crisis. Um, imagine if we had a Republican president right now. I just It's really yeah. hard to fathom. And for me, when you look at, you know, these you know, existential threats that we have against humanity, right, which are can be overwhelming. And it's part of the crux of the problem we have when we're dealing with climate change is people can't wrap their head around it because it's so big that they just don't know what to do and it makes them do nothing, right? Um, right. But uh, what I find and what – and the whole reason that this podcast is in existence and the reason that I do what I do is when I know that I'm doing what I can, when I'm doing my part, it helps me sleep at night. It helps me go to bed yeah. knowing like, you know, uh, whatever happens, we're going we're gonna to live with it. We're going to work together. We're going to fight to make this planet better and, and for, for the future of our kids and our kids' kids. But, um, you know, I, mean, I guess that's the whole point. Action is the antidote for anxiety, right? So – yeah, no, it really is. And and I'll tell you, I know I've talked about this before, but I put together a uh, a document, I think it was after what, I think when the fires were happening in Canada, and we had those horrible air quality days, I put together um, a, uh, a, a document that just has w small ways that people can help. And I, it's been astonishing how many times that has been uh, opened and shared. I think that people... You know, people feel better when they know, oh, if I stop, you know, eating uh, a large amount of red meat, that mm -hmm. actually can make a huge difference. Oh, if I get an electric stove, that can make a difference. I mean, no one action that any of us take is going to fix the situation, but collectively, all of us taking small actions absolutely can make the situation better. And at this point, because governments are moving too slowly, we had all better really start yeah. doing that. It's we're just going to have to be our own government in that regard. So I'll, I'll give you a link to the document. Um, maybe you can put it in the show notes. It's, it's okay. Yeah, it, we will. We'll put that in there, and and of course the uh, a whole bunch of links um, for where you can donate and help out in Maui and and. Uh, and just to say, too, obviously there's so many bad actors that happen during these tragedies too. Um, you know, Maui is some of the most expensive real estate in our country. Uh, in the world, really. And, um, and the locals who uh, have been there for generations are already struggling to, to stay and they're getting priced out and, uh, and struggling to be able to afford, you know, living in those homes. Now that, you know, so many of these communities like Lahaina just got, you know, wiped, wiped out, they're already being faced with calls from wealthy real estate investors offering cash for their <sighs> burned out plots, you know, and they've got nothing. And there's a, uh, a big effort for folks to, you know, to like help them to, you know, mitigate, uh, obviously, you know, they need lots of aid, they need lots of immediate assistance, but also, um, so that they don't, uh, 
you know, I mean, they're desperate right now, but don't don't sell their their homes and uh, and their land and 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 give up their you know ancestral birthright where they've been for generations, you know, and and create a a once historic Lahaina that would now be just like a developer strip mall, you know. I mean, yeah. it's yeah. it's disgusting and uh, and. Uh, you know, we see the best in people in tragedies like this and, and hear some really remarkable stories. And then we also just see some of the worst in people who try to take advantage of folks that are suffering. So, yeah, yeah, I completely agree. And I also hear that people are still trying to uh, do their vacations there. And uh, I believe that people who live on the island are asking tourists to stay away, which seems so common sense to me. Yeah. But if you are thinking of completing your vacation to Maui right now, don't do that. <laughs> Taking <laughs> just, a boat over to take pictures of the, yeah, don't do you know, that. Don't do just that. this hellscape, you know, just yeah. don't. Yeah. Um, yeah, every hotel room should be for unhoused, you know, people who live there. Like, just, that's right. Yeah, it's got. We we really need to have a little common sense about this situation and some civility. Some Come decent. on, society, let's uh, let's put it. people first. <laughs> let's, <Yeah. laughs> let's look at examine our priorities as a society yeah. and take care of people that need taken care of. And I think most people are. I mean, to be fair, I've been posting a lot of, you know, donation sites, and we're going to put those in the show notes in my newsletter. And, and I know people are giving. I mean, everybody is. So many people are rising to the yeah. occasion. And you're right. You do get to see the most beautiful part of humanity. And I suppose that's what we should focus on, right? So we don't lose our It minds. is. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring up all those bastages oh, no. that are I, I brought that, it up but, too. No. But yeah. yeah. Um, no, no, no. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> speaking of bad actors... Um, oh, yes. We've got a fourth uh, indictment here, a fourth yeah. Trump indictment. And, um, you know, our last show, we, we skipped one last week. And, uh, and I'm sorry you missed the Eric Swalwell show. Um, I know your, uh, your newsletter <sighs> subscribers contributed some great questions and, uh, to that, and it was a great interview. But we were talking about um, – some messaging around uh, Trump's third indictment, and uh, and this fourth indictment, I think, really brings that home even more because one of the key things to talk about is to not just make this about Trump, but all of the co-conspirators and the you know MAGA Republicans who have enabled and uh, and you know tried to you know subvert democracy and overturn uh, the results of an election and that is the heart of what this rico racketeering uh indictment is all about and it names 18 uh folks in this indictment including Rudy Giuliani and Mark Meadows and Jenna Ellis and uh and you know Trump's legal team and John Eastman and you know who came up with the alternate uh, elector strategy and um you know, it it really is a good opportunity to not just talk about Trump. We certainly right. Trump needs to be responsible for for this and and be held responsible. And it gives me a lot of hope uh, that he will. Also, the big deal about this case, of course, is that it's state and not federal, um, meaning that uh, you know he can't be pardoned. Uh, right. So um, you know he's in serious serious legal jeopardy. Love to see it, um, not just because I want to see him miserable. I mean, I do, but um, 
you know, mostly because we want to see the rule of law. We want to see all of these horrific things that they perpetrated and tried to do, thankfully unsuccessfully, um, and we want to see them held accountable for it. So really important that we um, lean into all of the co-conspirators and all of the other folks who are indicted in this, and, and um, there's a reason why the Republicans in Congress right now are are yelling so loudly about this or yelling the outrage about this because, you know, they are terrified that they're going to be named next. And the fact there's so yeah. many um, people who have been indicted in this means there's going to be some more talkers. There's going to be some cooperators that are, uh, you know, going to try to um, you know, mitigate their own sentences. And um, that puts all of the people in Trump's orbit at risk. And um, right. if, if you're thinking about hanging out with Donald Trump right now, you should look at, look at what happens to literally everyone that hangs out with Donald Trump and think twice about that. Right. Although they won't. They'll still hang out with him. They, <laughs> I mean, that's the really sad thing. But no, you're, you're absolutely right. And, and I think it is important for us to really grasp, and you just talked about this, but that this is not just Donald Trump. And, and the way I've been putting it in my newsletter is that MAGA has really metastasized. And the entire Republican body, if you will, is diseased with it. It is not just Donald Trump. And if we if he disappeared tomorrow, someone would grow up like a you know like a wart sorry to take yeah. his place sorry to warts but that wart um, has a name it's ron DeSantis. so well yeah but if it's not him it might be glenn youngkin or it might yeah. be you know uh there's so many um but but and and i want to jump back to what you said about messaging for one second because i was on a call uh this morning with a coalition called the no one is above the law coalition great mm -hmm. really awesome organizations you probably know of it and they they told us that the the if if you can only say one thing to a person who's like you know oh uh, you know i'm not sure if these are a good idea these indictments no one is above the law not even a president of the united states Mm -hmm. And that is so important to emphasize that no one is above the law because most Americans do agree with that when they hear it said. They're like, oh, yeah, I guess that's true. No one is above the law, not even a president. And also to remind people that uh, when people say, oh, this is the federal government, you know, weaponized. Well, then what about the grand jurors? This was all normal, regular Americans. Mm hmm decided to indict in every single case were they weaponized did were did the, did the deep state get to them too no they're just regular americans some of them probably voted for trump and they decided to indict they're the ones who said yes we are going to bring 41 criminal charges against donald trump in this latest indictment and those two things i think are are very important for people to repeat often when talking to uh you know indictment skeptical individuals <laughs> indictment challenged you like that individual yes. yeah yes. um oh and I don't forget mark meadow was also indicted i just want to name him to mark meadows because that's pretty cool did i not name him i thought i did but that's oh, so maybe you significant did. sorry i yeah that's it's so worth naming that again yeah that's yes. huge yes. yeah i was really I was, big that was what was really interesting to me and you know it's crazy that um it did. It didn't seem so historic to me to see Donald Trump indicted because it was his fourth. It's his fourth one. You know, it's like just right, right, normal. Right. Like he's, he's been indicted every single month for the last four months. Like big deal. Right. Uh, it's a huge deal, obviously, for a former president to be indicted. Um, but really, to see names like Mark Meadows uh, on there, uh, I 
you're right. It's not going to give anyone pause that, that's in camp with him, but it it really should. And um, yeah. And I love the no one's above the law. I, you know, a couple of weeks ago, uh, when we were talking about the other, uh, the third indictment, um, which was also incredibly historic and significant, um, it reminded me of being on a, a roof of a bus in front of City Hall for his first impeachment when we were, you know, pushing for that I first impeachment. That. Okay. I was there. Did you speak at that too? <laughs> yes, I did. Really was... late. It was like midnight by the time I spoke. But yes, I was there. <laughs> right. Yeah, I was just yes. thinking back. That was a uh, uh, with no one's above the law and move on uh, an indivisible. An indivisible. I think, too. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yep. And uh, and uh, gave a rousing speech, waiting for this day to happen. I didn't know it was going to be so long, but uh, I'm oh, I'm yeah. happy it's here. Oh man, me too. Me too. And, and, you know, and it just, I was talking, I was telling my 13 year old this morning, you know, they woke up and I was saying, you know, I was looking at the news after we did our little wordle together. And (laughs) they said, what's happening in the news? I said, Trump was indicted. And they were like, oh, again. And I I had to stop and say, you know, I just want to let you know, because I know you have grown up in the Trump era. Like, this is not normal. Mm -hmm. I just want you to know that I went my entire life without ever, ever seeing a president get indicted. Like, this is... N- I just want you to know this is not the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. We had the same and conversation. They looked at me. <laughs> yeah, go on. No, they were just kind of skeptical. Like, okay, if you say so, this is all I know. But, sorry, you were saying. Yeah, no, we had the same conversation with Lucy, our daughter, who, you know, we're, we're watching the press conference and, you know, uh, and the video footage because what, what was fun about this you know was it was you got to see it all on unfold and we might be able to uh, see it on tv more of it but uh you know lucy was on her phone like looking at instagram or something and we're like you really need to like this is historic like this is a huge deal you're going to be talking to your grandkids about you know the time that you lived through and what happened in these in these few years um but um you know, Candy yeah. Crush is also compelling, so I get it. Well, it's so sad that they're so inured to this at this point. They just think politicians are just wildly corrupt, and um, and many are, but, you know, it hasn't always been like this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been bad, but— I, You're right. That's a, that's a bigger point, and I hope that's not the case. And I don't think it is because I see a, a lot of young people really leading the way right now, stepping up and, and being strong advocates and— uh, and, you know, pushing back. And, and we talk about that a lot on this show. So uh, I yeah, don't totally. want them, I don't want them to think that all politics are corrupt because that's that's the easy narrative for Republicans to throw out there to to get people not in, not involved and not voting. Absolutely. Is, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree 100 percent. And it is it's really easy to point out the politicians who are, you know, doing amazing work. And uh, and it's important that we do that. And so and I know you do. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, well, so, uh, so we'll see. I think that might be the last indictment for Trump for a minute. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll see. just a minute. Give it time. To, you know, but <laughs> you say that now. I don't know. Can we, can we go for number five? Maybe we will. Who knows? Um, so yeah, someone else is crazy. in the news again. You want to talk about, uh, uh, speaking of justice? I just feel... Yeah, we should just have a section on our on our Google document for Clarence Thomas. We should just have one up all the time because it's every week. It's as I said on the TikTok I made about him. Uh, it's it's a day ending in Y, and therefore Clarence Thomas has done more 
really messed up stuff. Um, and we'll just we'll just touch on it extremely briefly because it does get boring after a while. But I also this one did not get as much news attention, and that concerns me mm-hmm. because I think people are getting inured. But it is you know. It's important for us to maintain outrage about this. So uh, basically, ProPublica, again, amazing independent journalism. I I really recommend supporting them if you can. But um, they have just once again unearthed uh, three more right-wing extremist billionaires who have regularly provided Clarence Thomas with um, destination vacations. I mean, there's this list, 38 destination vacations, including a previously unreported voyage on a yacht around the Bahamas, 26 private jet flights, uh, eight by helicopter, a dozen VIP passes to professional and college sporting events, two stays at luxury resorts in Florida, and, and it goes on and on. And the thing about it is, is that almost any judge, particularly a federal judge, but almost any judge would just tell you, like, you just would, you don't do this, right? Like, this breaks every ethical code, but we know the Supreme Court doesn't have a code of ethics. They are the one branch of the federal judiciary who doesn't. But it's also, in this case, he did not disclose any of these, not a single one. Mm. And that brings it from immoral uh, to also illegal. And so I actually got to a point this week where I was like, you know what, we're just going to start, we're going to start calling our representatives. We've already called to tell them that he needs to resign, but now we are going to say the Justice Department needs to investigate him. And uh, he has violated, it's called the Ethics in Government Act, and it's, he broke the law over and over again. And so, um, you know, what can we say except that we are going to keep making noise about this until eventually it changes? And it will. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, I'm glad you brought it up um, uh, because I didn't see that. But I would say if you're going to um, have an article break about uh, breaking the law and enormous ethics violations and uh, gifts from Republican donors on you know giant mega yachts, doing it during uh, a Trump indictment is probably a good time to, to do that because it's just going to get swallowed up in the news cycle. Um, well, I don't think they knew that the indictments were, I mean, this broke, what, four or five days ago. But yeah, no, I mean, it's, it got they lost. Still, they in, were and, just and, like, the news cycle was about the impending, you know, uh, indictment. Like, we were on indictment right, watch right. for that, you know, it's just like, hard to get away from that, you know. But, right. Uh, that, and, and it brings up an important point, actually, Steve, sorry to interrupt you, but that that one of the worries I have about these indictments and about these court cases is because they are going to be so they're going to go on for a long time and they're going to suck up a lot of news yep. and there's going to be a lot of outrage by the Republicans. And meanwhile, there are really important things happening across the board, which, you know, right now in in the legislature, we've got the appropriations bills, we've got the uh, farm bill, we've got the um, uh, the, uh, National Defense Authorization Act, all of those have to be passed soon. The Republicans are trying horrific shit in all of them. Mm -hmm. And no one is paying attention. And so while I do the, the Trump indictments are super, super important, but we have got to also keep our eye on the many, 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 many other things that are critically important or um uh these indictments will hurt us more than they will help us okay that's which right we don't want. that's why we're here that's why you need to support uh you know progressive alternative media and uh yeah because mainstream media is always going to just chase the shiny thing and um yeah. and, and not always the most important thing so right um right and uh i don't know i, I was going to make a joke about below deck you ever watch below deck or below deck sailing no. yacht Oh, it's no. gr- 
great reality show. And, and uh, <laughs> I want to see the episode with uh, Clarence Thomas and his family on, on the below deck. It would be funny if that's what broke the news. Like he didn't know that he was on one of the below decks and, and then everyone found out he was on the mega yacht out in the Bahamas. But. Uh, I don't even know. So they're below deck and they're secretly filmed or is it? No, they're not secretly filmed. So that, you know. Uh, they're knowingly filmed. They're yeah. knowingly filmed. But um, yeah. That's, He'd probably love that. That's what I do when I, you know, leave it all on on the field and work my butt off all day long on the campaign and on these important issues. Then I can get into bed knowing I've done everything I can and turn on some stupid reality TV. And uh, it's usually below deck, our boat show yeah. that we like to watch. You know, they they work hard, they play hard. Those kids, and um, there's always <laughs> some terrible people that are, are on the on the boat. So. Oh, boy. That's very funny. Well, I hope you, you someday Clarence Thomas shows up there, and the way he's going, he probably will. <laughs> right? See, What's I next? See but a Supreme Thomas Court justice on a episode. reality show. I know someone listening yeah. to this podcast knows what I'm talking about, and they, they want Clarence Thomas on Below Deck, too, but... <laughs> Maybe that's just me. Okay. Start a um, calling campaign. The last thing, uh, hey, we could have led Woo! with this. Yeah. We are, yeah, yeah, we are yeah. on a massive winning streak. We really are. I want yeah. people to know that. I want people to feel it. I want them to internalize it into their bones. Uh, the Ohio special election for a ballot measure. It is so hard mm -hmm. to turn out folks for a special election, for a ballot measure. It was such a dirty trick by Republicans to try to grab power, and it very well could have worked in just about any other political climate, but not this one, because yep. we are on a fucking winning streak. Yeah. Yep. No, it, it was so fantastic. I felt like we were probably going to win just, you know, you can get a sense just from like the amount of volunteer energy you're seeing and the mm -hmm. postcarding and people, you know, it it started out, the people didn't really know about this, but you felt it building and people, I would show up to phone banks and there were 50 people there for an Ohio ballot measure in August. I was like, yeah. this is wild. And uh, yeah, it's a fantastic humiliation of the uh, Republican Party there. They wasted $20 million of their taxpayers' money yeah. on this ballot measure after having just just ruled like less than a year ago that there would be no more August elections because they were too expensive. Yeah. Um, and, and they failed. They failed. What did we win? By 14 points. It was yep. a huge win. And people keep saying it's a win for abortion rights. I think... It is a win for fairness. Also, I think Ohio voters really just could not stand to see the Republicans try something so underhanded and so anti-democratic. I, yeah. I do. So it was fantastic. Well, thank you to everyone that participated in that. And uh, I'm grateful for your work. Let's keep it going. Uh, we have important elections ahead of us. And uh, of course, that, you know, harbinger of things to come. Virginia is right around the corner. Um, and uh, but, you know, huge pat on the back for everybody. And um, uh, thank you. Thank you, everyone who who participated in that is it's a win. It is a win for abortion rights. It is a win for for women's autonomy. But also, like you said, it's just a win for fairness, you know, and yeah. um, pushing back on these egregious tactics to disenfranchise voters. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And it'll stop Republicans from trying the same thing in other states. Hopefully it's a it's a it's a really important, you know, win for accountability for state legislatures run by Republicans across the country. So and we'll see how how this will uh, 
carry through, um, you know, Ohio is a tricky state. It's a very important Senate state. We have a very important Senate race coming up there. Um, And uh, um, I'll be interesting. I'll be interested to see uh, if this has changed any of the, you know, kind of voter demographics, you know, registration numbers, people who who maybe got called and influenced and and uh, and motivated to show up for this that hasn't been showing up for other things and and how that's going to change uh, uh, Ohio in the in the election. So we'll see. Yeah, I heard there was a, a I, 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 this could be wrong, but I thought I had heard that there was a youth voter registration uh, spike right before the election. And uh, that always makes me happy. And you know, that, that, that wonderful everywhere. organization. Yeah, the, the the Civic Center, which is a wonderful organization that, that focuses only on youth voter registration. Uh, they did a postcarding uh, campaign into Ohio, just sending uh, young people postcards about registering to vote for this election. I mean, it's it's just great. We're seeing so much organization on on a, on a cellular level. Um, mm-hmm. it, that's just all of it is contributing to young people and all of us just being more engaged and being more on top of what Republicans are trying to do. I mean, they operate in darkness. So as we shed light um, it, and just put eyeballs on things, we do better. And that's really exciting. So well put. All right. Um, well, let's talk about our chop wood, carry water. We kind of have already, but um, you, know, you mentioned uh, calling the justice department comment line about Clarence Thomas. Um, uh, you want to, talk a little bit more about that or you know i mean i just think it's really cool that the justice department has a comment line that anybody (laughs) can call you're not going to talk to a person you're going to leave you're going to it's 202-353-1555 and then you're going to press nine and you're going to leave a general comment in in their voicemail box and i did it and you know you can just say something like i'm you know say your name say where you're calling from and just say i think the department of justice should launch an investigation into clarence thomas um you know he violated the ethics and government act he broke the law investigate him that's it you don't have to be articulate just you know let them know that he's committed a crime and he should be investigated i i I don't know if it makes a difference i like to think it does you know call why not fill their mailbox yeah Yeah. that's all yeah and uh of course uh as mentioned before we have a bunch of links in our show notes uh some resources places to um to donate to help out uh, folks in Maui, including Maui Strong Fund, Aloha United Way, the Maui Food Bank, Maui Humane Society for the Animals, World Central Kitchen, which always does such great, important work, and and many others on there. So, um, you know, please uh, donate what you can. Uh, Those are your chop wood, carry water items. Let's uh, talk about our reasons for hope. Let's do that. Um, well, you know, Ohio, of course, being the huge one. But um, yes. I, I, I'm going to j- tell another quick uh, uh, phone banking story because, you know me, I, I, when one election is done, I, I bask in the victory for a few days and then you got to go on to the next one. And uh, right. it, not, not just Virginia is happening um, soon. We actually have a special election in September, on September 19th in New Hampshire. And I'll just say that I, I phone banked for this today. Um, this is a, a, a New Hampshire State House uh, District 1. Um, it, Notting, no, God, Nottingham, I believe, is the, is the area that it's in. Anyway, this is a seat that we have the opportunity to flip from red to blue. And, and if we do, um, we will finally achieve a even split in the uh, New Hampshire State House, which means that Republicans will no longer have a trifecta, mm. which means that they can no longer pass any 
legislation, bad or otherwise. They just will not be able to pass anything anymore without Democrats. That's a really, really big deal. That and here's sounds the important super, to me. <laughs> it's important. And yeah. here's the super cool thing about it is that the guy, uh, his name is Hal Rafter, the Democratic candidate. So he ran for the seat uh, last time and he lost by, are you ready for this? He lost by 25 votes, Ooh. right? 25 I votes. I love so, those stories because yes. those are so, not just field margins. That's one volunteer. It's one volunteer, Steve. I literally tried today. I was like, maybe I'll get those 25 votes for him today, which I didn't. Yeah. But I did find him about, I don't know, depending on how you count it, somewhere between 7 and 11 votes. And I phone banked for 45 minutes. Wow. Right? So... I just cannot encourage people enough to do stuff like this because, my God, we, we find those 25 votes. We find a few more people. He wins. Suddenly, we're, we're stopping anti-abortion bills in the state. We're stopping bad climate bills. We're stopping bad anti-LGBTQ bills. Maybe mm -hmm. Medicaid gets expanded. These are hugely important things that we can achieve by finding 25 voters, you know? It's very, very exciting. So I felt a lot of hope being on that phone bank today and uh, finding voters who didn't know about the election, but who once they heard about it were like, oh yeah, I'll go and I'll bring my husband. And it, it feels good. Getting into action is such an antidote. It's um, mm -hmm. it's the opposite of doom scrolling. It changes the needle <laughs> and it makes you feel better. So it moves the needle, I should say. Anyway, so that's yeah. my reason for hope. Love it. I love that. Yeah. And thanks for mentioning the New Hampshire uh, election, too, of course. Didn't mean to gloss over that and go right to Virginia. No, um, not at all. Not at all. Yeah, go on. Now yours. All right. Mine is, uh, is a local story, but just kind of warmed my heart, and I was so appreciative of this. Um, the Los Angeles Dodgers have re-signed outfielder Andrew Tolles. Um if you are a baseball fan, maybe you know who that is. If you're not a baseball fan, you probably don't. Um, he actually hasn't played since 2018. Uh, he's an outfielder who suffers from schizophrenia. And, oh, um, wow. Yeah, and um, he uh, is not expected to play for the Dodgers this season, will likely never play again. He has uh, severe uh, you know, needs and uh, you know, he was found... Uh, you know, on the street, and um, the Dodgers have apparently been signing him every year so that he could access the team's health insurance and mental health services. Wow! So I signing did with the team will allow him <gasps> to continue to receive treatment, including counseling, therapy, and the medication that he needs. Oh wow! Yeah. So, um, uh. You know, he's going to get the, the treatment that he needs, and uh, and this is the kind of stuff that happens sometimes with organizations behind the scenes that they don't do to talk about, that they don't do for public relations. Uh, they just do because they want to take care of people, and um, that warmed my heart, that story, and, and gave me a lot of hope today. That is incredibly beautiful, and that that is amazing. I think Imagine a world where we just all did stuff like that. Like, we just tried to help all of my animals are coming to attack me because it's dinner time by the way so i got my there's cat a, on the zoom my a dog cat attacking in the, the camera right yeah, now as we it's speak it's all happened my child just let them into the room and it's just uh it's a it's a full swarm it's a dinner time swarm well but that's it is beautiful. dinner time what a beautiful, so yeah, yeah. yeah so um it's good to see you i'm so glad you're back and of course we miss having jen this week but um uh, I think it's possible next week it'll be all three of us back, the the whole gang back together. So um, yeah, exciting! Until then, keep the faith, everybody, and uh, you know, don't quit before the miracle. There we go. 
Thank you so much for joining us today. This is how we win. We win when we all get involved. We want to hear from you, so please send us an email at hello at howwewinpod.com or find us on social at howwewinpod, at bluesboysteve, at jenancona, and at jesscraven101. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple, wherever you get your pods. Just make sure you share our show with your friends and family. (laughs) And there is always work to do, so we will be back with more next Wednesday. See you then.